0: is the mulberry lane show, show. exclusive interviews fun music celebrities your weekend getaway my, my now here's mulberry lane rachel beau and ellie cat be a part of the family.
1: Happy Easter weekend. Woo! It's Rachel here with your radio sisters Bo and Allie, and it's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. That's right! Woo. Well, we hope you get your fill of chocolate bunnies, glitter eggs, and a
2: rebirth this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's right, and we hope you get your fill of good music as well. Mm-hmm. We got plenty of that today. Well, let's not wait a second longer. Let's get to those
1: guests. Woo! <laughs> The Mulberry Lane show's on Celebrity story songs You're gonna have it going on
2: When we tell you who's stopping by now Well, first you're gonna meet Former Gloriana frontwoman Rachel Reinert Now, Gloriana was together for eight years They released three studio albums And hit number two on the country chart With Kissed You Goodnight
0: You should kiss me
2: mt's breakthrough artist of the year in 2009 and acm's top new vocal group in 2010 now rachel is embarking on a solo journey and you're going to be one of the first to hear all about it yes in fact rachel told us that we
1: are her first official radio interview as a solo artist high five girls super stoked to have you along for that that's right okay sisters who's next Well, next you're going to meet June Millington of the 60s and 70s girl band, Fanny, now known as Fanny Walks the Earth.
0: She comes when we need her.
1: Now, June is definitely a trailblazer for women in music. David Bowie called them one of the most important female bands in American rock, and they paved the way for women bands like the Runaways, the Bangles, and the Go-Go's.
2: Guys, this is such a cool interview. June has some really telling stories about being on the road as a woman band in the 60s and 70s, and she shares some incredible wisdom for women in the music business. Yeah, you're going to love her perspective and healthy outlook,
1: and she says she is still a trailblazer today because she turns 70 in April rock on! (laughs) That's awesome. And we have a show filled with women blazing new trails. Well, to balance out the female energy on the show, Rachel, I hear you have a dude story.
2: Yes, this will definitely add some male energy. My 15-year-old son plays hockey, and he had a trip this weekend. Being 15 years old, he left half of his equipment in the locker room at the rink. (laughs) Typical. (laughs) So, of course, who has to go pick it up? Mom. Of course. I to go in the hockey player locker room, and you walk in that door, and the stench is unbelievable. But not only that, there are things strewn everywhere. There's socks, underwear, jerseys, helmets, everything is strewn everywhere. So I think I managed to pick up everything that he needed. I was so glad to close that door behind me. Yes, Rachel, aren't
1: you glad that your main hangout for your work is a studio with maybe incense and candles (laughs) Good coffee. (laughs) So that's your dose of male energy. Now we're going to get to the girls. (laughs) Yeah, and before we get to the show, we just want to wish you a happy Easter weekend. A brand new spring filled with new beginnings and redemption. If you go over to our Facebook page on Mulberry Lane, a new song that we just wrote for this season called from eden to easter and it's written about no matter what you're going through in your life there's always hope and the promise of new beginnings and new outcomes that might have a miraculous twist
2: with that the guests on the show are all starting new beginnings we'll be right back with rachel reiner of gloriana starting her solo journey keep it right here with your radio sisters on the mulberry lane show oh,
0: yeah. celebrities on your radio station back to the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane
2: well you guys know rachel reinard is the front woman of country band gloriana who won cmt's breakthrough artist of the year in 2009 and acm's top new vocal group in 2010 now rachel is embarking on a solo journey so you're going to get up close and personal with rachel Reiner right now and hear all about it Welcome, welcome to the show, Rachel Reinert.
3: Thank you. Thank you for that lovely introduction. You know what? Actually, I have a little confession to make. This is my first official phone interview since I have become a solo artist. artist. We're
2: so happy it's on our show. And speaking of that, you have to lead us through the journey that left you to leave Gloriana and start this solo journey. So how did that all play out?
3: I loved being in Gloriana, and it took over almost a decade of my life. I had joined when I was 18 years old. Okay. I think for me, being in a band, it's kind of difficult for, I think, people to get a true sense of each individual right. personality You have sometimes. a group identity. Exactly. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, I just felt like everything had run its course by the time that I was... Leaning towards leaving. And I don't know if people know this, but I had originally come to Nashville when I was 16 years old with a publishing deal, and I had the intention of being a solo artist. So when the opportunity came along to be in the band, I was very excited about it and I really enjoyed my time. But I knew that there was going to be a day that would come where I would feel like, okay, I need to take a risk. I need Mm -hmm. to take the next jump into a new chapter. And I think it was just this need to really show people who I am and to really just branch out and challenge myself because you know it had sort of become a little bit of a same old same old situation. I just wasn't loving it anymore and and I just needed something new. I needed a change. And
2: And you followed your heart. And I followed my heart yes. Yes. You know after you've been a a part of a group for a long time sometimes finding your way as a solo artist can be a challenge or even knowing what you want to say or what you want to sound like. Was that a difficult process for you or was it pretty smooth? Had you been kind of formulating it in your head all along?
3: Well, I initially didn't know exactly what I was going to do. And I think sometimes the knee-jerk reaction after leaving a band like that that's had, you know, some successes, the feeling that you have is to just immediately put stuff out there right. and this, this needs to prove that you're still relevant and you're still out there and you're uh-huh. still doing something uh-huh. i actually kind of had to take a step back from that and go no i don't want to rush through anything and i need to do this right and i also needed to find myself as a person right. and as an artist so and that your process identity me, as
2: a solo person yeah
3: correct yeah my sound and that whole process has taken me every bit of the last
2: well over two years
3: so I'm finally just now starting to get ready to put some things out and show people what I've been working on over the last two years and the craziest part about all of it too is that it's been such a spiritual emotional journey for me I think it was just this reawakening that I didn't even know I needed until I had left, you know, and, you were and almost on I
2: autopilot off. a little bit, do you
3: think? Yeah. And I, I walked away from everything. I mean I walked away from my whole world that was Gloriano. So okay. between the team, the label and management and just everything because I knew that this needed to be a completely different situation for me.
2: That feeling of really making yourself vulnerable again. Did that stir in you some new emotions and creativity that kind of lent itself to the current project? Oh, yeah.
3: It was something that I needed to tap into, and it completely influenced my songwriting. Meeting the right people and finding my other co-writers, and it was just really opening up to them about, you know, what was going on in my head and in my life. And I do feel lucky as a songwriter because, you know, you get to share those experiences through song you know and and nowadays you have so many things where people kind of watch you through the lens of social media and there's only Mm -hmm. so much that you can or want to portray with Uh that so i'm excited that all the music i've been working on really reflects the last two years three years or so Uh of my life
2: really a growing time 100 (laughs) percent If you just joined us, you're listening to Rachel Reinert of hit country group, Gloriana. She's now on a solo journey, telling you all about it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You're debuting your solo self on April 11th in Nashville, and you're debuting everything kind of at a concert. So what was the concept behind, you know, saving the music and saving everything for this debut concert?
3: The idea behind it was I wanted everything to be right and not rushed, and I haven't performed at all since I okay. since I left the band. I, I did one songwriters festival where I did a couple writers rounds, but I haven't done a full-on show myself as a solo artist, so I wanted to wait until I had all the material ready to go and all the players that I knew I wanted, and, uh-huh. and I got very lucky with This venue here in nashville at the hutton hotel they just opened this spot called analog which is where i'm playing and it's a beautiful venue and it's really intimate i think it fits three or four hundred people maybe so it's a smaller setting which i'm all about i just wanted it to feel like people could hear every single word and just see the true emotion and the authenticity behind all of it
2: okay so what are you hoping comes out of this concert I just think that
3: this is the first step of this whole process of showing people who I am, you know, Mm -hmm. and so everything will hopefully follow after that, you know, and then we'll sort of decide what's going to come next once we do that. But the whole goal with this is just to show people, you know, I'm still here. This is who I am. This is the music, and this is just the beginning of this chapter of my life.
2: Okay, and how would you describe Rachel Reinhardt music? So I actually, so I've lived in
3: Nashville longer than I've lived anywhere else. But okay. before that, I spent my formative years in Southern California. Okay. And nobody in my family is musical, but they loved to listen to music. So I grew up with a lot of music in my life and around the house. Okay. They Immersed loved every, yeah, and they loved everything that was very Laurel Canyon 70s, so Fleetwood with Mac, okay. Eagles, uh-huh. Neil Young. Um, I'm a huge fan of Stevie Nicks and okay. um, that whole kind of realm, right? Uh-huh. So the way I describe the sound that I'm doing now is California country. So it's sort of painted with that 70s California Laurel Canyon vibe, but it's still Contemporary—it's still country music today. Sort of a, a mixture of the two. Okay. So it's just weaving those influences in and out. But every song is very personal to me. I just wanted to make sure that every single word that was coming out of my mouth uh-huh. was
2: authentic uh-huh. to me. Uh huh. Rachel Reiner of country group. Gloriana sharing with you her personal musical journey. She's now left the group and is on a solo journey and you're going to hear some stories about that transition when we come back. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show. Taking you to break with the song "Kiss You Goodnight, a
1: hit for Gloriana.
3: You couldn't see me Watching through the window Wandering
2: chat with former front woman of the country band Gloriana. Rachel Reinert is here talking all about her brand new solo journey. Let's get back with Rachel. So Rachel, have you recorded any of the new music?
3: I have. I recorded three songs at the end of last year. I have an album basically written. So the next steps would obviously be finishing up recording and and all that good stuff.
2: Okay. Working in the studio, working on this, did things come together pretty smoothly? Or did you kind of have to search and find the Rachel Reiner sound?
3: So I, I was very lucky in that I found my producer pretty early on, and we actually didn't even know that he was going to end up producing okay. everything for me until about halfway through last year. And we started writing together early on through this whole process of me being a solo artist. And his name's Davis Nash, and he is my age. He's okay. 29. He is incredible. And he's just not some guy who's you know, all computer, like he knows everything that he's playing and he totally understood exactly what it was that, that I was would. trying to do sound wise from day one. So he would put together the amazing demos with me and it just sort of hit us both all at once. And we were like, you should be producing this. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> you both knew it.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we both knew it. And we both wrote the vast majority of the songs together okay. for my album. Um, Him, and along with another woman, um, her name is Melissa Fuller. And the amazing part about all of this, too, is that, you know, prior to, you know, me leaving the band, I never really spent a lot of time being in Nashville and being immersed in these writers and these people. And now we all just have, like, these true friendships and these real connections. And I think that's what also makes the music that much better, because... It comes alive alive
2: because of that. Yeah, Yeah.
3: exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he just nailed exactly what it was that I was going for from Uh day one. That's awesome when that happens, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and it just came together so seamlessly. It's just effortless. And I think that's when you know something is right is when it just feels effortless. That is so true.
2: Now, I want to ask you, Cheyenne Kimball, who was part of Gloriana in the beginning, left (laughs) the group several years before you did. And you guys found out via Twitter. So yes. what was that time like for you? That had to be very it was, difficult. It was pretty crazy. But, you
0: know,
3: I think I look back on it now and I just go, you know, she must have been going through a lot to have felt the need to leave that way. And I uh-huh. think if anything, it made me realize when I was making the decision to leave how not to do it, okay. <laughs> you know, okay. and so I tried my best. To go the complete, complete opposite route, Okay, you know, just uh, letting everybody know what I was feeling and, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing, and I just felt like we left everything on a high note, uh-huh. um, and, uh-huh. you know, I haven't spoken to her <laughs> since she left, uh-huh. but I don't wish her any ill will, and I mean, that was probably, that was, what, like, seven years ago, okay. I think? Yeah. You know, so yeah, that was sort of a difficult situation, but I think ultimately all it did was... It brought me and Tom and Mike all closer together in the long run. Uh-huh, sure. You know, so uh-huh. it, it wasn't the worst thing. I can't look back on anything in my life and go like, oh, wow, I wish that that didn't that happen. Right. You know, it, it everything happens for a reason. I really do believe that.
2: Uh-huh. Rachel Reiner, former lead singer of the country band, Gloriana, here on the Mulberry Lane Show, telling you all about her solo journey. Now, the music business is filled with ups and downs, heartaches, disappointments, but, you know, some phenomenal successes too. So how do you process all of that? How do you stay grounded?
3: I think surrounding myself with especially the people who have stood by my side throughout this process. Okay. You know, seeing a lot of people just sort of walk away or stop answering the emails or the phone calls, you know, people, people who I thought never would do that. I mean, uh-huh. it's it's pretty unbelievable. Um, you know when you when you go from seemingly having everything to all of a sudden having nothing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so I think it's this has been a very eye opening process for me, and I think it's just holding on to those people who've been there for me no matter what, through any phase in life, and it, it's just remembering that. You know, uh-huh. yeah, I, I think it all boils down to who who you surround yourself with, and I'm very lucky that I have an amazing group of friends. I have a wonderful family that I go and visit very often and I think it's just maintaining that normalcy and I also just knowing that I have been through all of this you know with Gloriana I think I look at all of it from a different perspective and I know that I will never ever ever take anything for granted ever again any little success you know even just the first Depths of everything and and just being excited about that all over again, uh-huh. you know. And, and, and it, it's I bet, that.
2: I bet you feel like this time around you are so much more prepared for anything yeah. that will come your way.
3: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And it's just realizing and knowing that this business is not easy, and things come and go like that, you know. Uh-huh. And it's that's why you have to cherish every little
2: success along the way great advice for any point in life or any business that you might be in too absolutely and rachel we want to thank you so much for joining the show hearing about your journey and we wish you the best of luck it sounds like you are prepared for great things and you've got to promise us that when you have some music out you'll come back and visit
3: Absolutely, I will. Thank you so
2: much. And we were really happy to be your first Rachel Reinert solo artist interview. That was so. That was awesome. Thanks, Rachel. Appreciate it. Thanks. That's Rachel Reinert here on the Mulberry Lane Show, April 11th in Nashville is her debut show at the Analog at the Hutton Hotel. Next, one of the trailblazing rock bands for women, Fanny, now known as Fanny Walk the Earth, will be joining your weekend. Next, meet June Millington on the Mulberry Lane you
0: Your black leather jacket's still hanging in the closet I wish that I could give it away Oh, even though you're gone Somehow you stay The stories behind the songs back to the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane okay you guys
2: need to know this next group fanny walk the earth originally known as fanny were the first all-female rock band to sign a major label record deal for a full album they were revered by david bowie and an inspiration to the runaways the bangles and the go-go's now they just released their new self-titled album, and June Millington from the group is here to let you in on their winding musical journey, kicking down doors for women rockers, and we are grateful. Fanny walk the earth,
1: rocking it with some girl band first, yeah yeah. <laughs> that was so good.
2: Yes, <laughs> it's a hit. It's too short though. <laughs> you gotta make it long <laughs> of it. Great to have you. Thank you. Okay, now before the Runaways, there was Fanny. So you guys were 16 and 17 when you started. So what got you into the business, and what was the scene like at that point?
4: Well, it was unrecognizable in terms of anything you would see today because there were no role models. There weren't any girls that we saw anywhere, you know, especially on TV. So, you know, when we saw the Supremes, that was about as close as you got okay. But Fanny itself, by the time we got down to L.A., I was on four entire albums that were recorded. And that is what sets us apart from everybody else. Not only were we all girl, we did entire albums. But the interesting thing is, (laughs) Bree and Alice were both drummers in our high school band, The spell, So that's really where we have to go back to, is starting an all-girl band in 64 with a drummer from another high school who called us up and said, hey, I hear you play. Do you want to start a band? And we're like, okay. Yeah. What what was your parents'
2: reaction at that time?
4: Well, my mom saw that it made us really happy. You know, she's Filipina. So, you know, it's all about family. And she saw how happy it made us. Because when we moved from Manila in 61, I was 13, Jean was 12, and We had no friends, but we could play ukulele and acoustic guitar. So that was an entree into meeting people, uh, you know, in school. And then I started to write songs, and we did with two other girls in '62, a song I wrote at the variety show. That's uh-huh. song I wrote called Miss Wallflower 62, actually. <laughs> <laughs> had two acoustic guitars and four girls singing. Okay. And then the thing that made it the most fun for me was that was the first time anybody talked to me in the hall.
2: You created a group of friends and a whole environment around the music.
4: Totally. I mean, I was consumed by music by that point. I'd heard a girl play an acoustic guitar at school right before we came from Manila to Sacramento. And I just knew immediately it was just unbelievable you know, it wouldn't be an exaggeration to say that I was obsessed, and so was Jean. I mean, we worked hard, and, you know, it was a good time for girls to get gifts because they were not just teen dances, but we would play frat. And most importantly, the Vietnam War was happening, and so we played a lot of Air Force bases. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, teen centers started. I don't know, Were teen centers invented in California? Chico, Fresno, Santa Clara. And you would play all of those. Mm-hmm. And you would in set fact, up your own equipment. Yeah, we set up our own gear. I mean, that's the thing. My mom went around my dad. And I uh, went to a music store with us and signed for about $500 worth of gear. Really? So, but we had that all paid off, like, within a year, probably That's less. Amazing. That's
2: awesome. So now you guys have managed
4: to stay together or get back together or different re All of the above. I mean, Brie was our second good drummer, and Alice DeBure was our third good drummer. And Alice is the one who was in the first iteration of Fanny in 69. That's a big deal. And then uh, Brie rejoined after I quit and, and Alice quit. So she's kind of bookended, and now she's in Fanny Walk the Earth. Now, Fanny Walk
2: the Earth is you, your sister, Jean, and Brie.
4: Yes, and interestingly, we all have Filipina moms. Okay. Oh, that's, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. We'd kind of like to shine some light on Filipina Americans.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> and what do you think is it that kept you together through the years and coming back to the music?
4: Well, it was kind of an accident. I mean, I've never stopped. I was, you know, in Fanny, and then I had a sabbatical in New York, and then I ended up playing with Chris Williamson and women's music through the mid-70s into the 80s and 90s, and then I co-founded the Institute for the Musical Arts in the mid-80s, which is in Goshen, Massachusetts. It's a nonprofit for women and girls in music. And we have two recording studios, and we have lots of uh, rock and roll girls camps in the summer. That's amazing. It is amazing. So please go to ima.org because there's lots of rock camps, but we're the only one that owns the property, and it's passing all of it on. And it's got a barn that's retrofitted to a performance center, recording. We do a recording camp for girls. So now public. girls
2: can come there and stay there and record uh-huh. music.
4: Amazing. What's the website again? It's IMA.org. Yeah, we have two preteen camps, two teen camp, and a recording camp. And those are the only programs we have that are only for girls. And, you know, there's lots of reasons for that, of course. But we have lots of different programs and shows during the year. I mean, the last workshop was Rachel Price, the band Lake Street Dive. She did a a weekend-long workshop. The band is so popular that, you know, her weekend sold out like in an hour. Wow. <laughs> People came from all over the so country.
1: You kind of bring in different artists or different guests.
4: Yeah, you know what? Part of the reason for that is that we want to pass on all levels of skills that you need to either start in the business, stay in the business. Right. And progress in the yeah. business and part of it is to know that you're in good company you know that you have company and you're on the same path I mean I felt that way about Bonnie Ray when I first met her I bet in 71 we were playing in Austin Fanny was uh-huh. and by coincidence I heard her first record on the PA after our sound check, and I remember just standing there going wow that is really good yeah you know, that night she knocked on our dressing room door and came in with two guys, and we just immediately became friends. And really, for me, not only was she incredibly good, but it was company. I mean, right. we all of a sudden you had one other young woman right. who was doing the same thing. And, by the way, she wasn't playing electric then. When she went on her first tour and she came to L.A., she called me up and asked me if she could stay at our house, Fanny Hill. And in that trip, I introduced her to Lowell George of Little Feet, and that's when she, that's she started did. to play that track.
2: Wow. Oh, that's cool. Wow, that's really cool. So uh, now you probably have to have some funny stories, being a female rock band through the years, being on the road, and things that have happened, just funny occurrences.
4: Well, it depends on what you mean by funny. There were a lot of funny, weird occurrences because yeah. we were the first.
2: Right. Well, I can imagine that, you know, people would assume you weren't the band.
4: Oh, well, you hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah. yeah. hmm I mean, Jean remembers one gig in particular. She just can't forget this one where we walk, you know, to the backstage area and the producer said, here's a." Dressing room for the girls, and here's the dressing room for the band. Points to the other side of the hall. He'd hired us. Wow. Didn't even know. Didn't even know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll tell you another one. When we were still fanny, this was a couple of years before we went down to L.A., we did a gig in Winnipeg, Manitoba. That was our first, like, tour, you know? Okay. <laughs> it's 1967. Wow, were we ever excited. <laughs> so well, there we are in Winnipeg. But the all-women band that played before us were topless, and we didn't know that. (laughs) And there were four women, but they were called Eight of a Kind. Okay? So I don't know if you call that funny, but i call that funny weird. I mean, it was just (laughs) kind of normal, you know? That kind of stuff just happened. It does. Yeah, for all of the 60s, the highest compliment we ever got was Not Bad for Chicks.
1: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Here on the Mulberry Lane Show talking with June Millington of the band Fanny Walk the Earth. Previously called Fanny, they had a lot of success in the late 60s and 70s and paved the way for women in rock. We'll be right back with more Inside Talk with June here on the Mulberry Lane Show.
4: I'm not starving, but I'm kind of hungry. My heart beats, I'm not exactly dying. Kind of living, it's kind of dying.
0: got you covered the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane
1: david bowie called them one of the most important female bands in american rock and if you've just joined us right now we're in the middle of a chat with june millington of the group fanny walk the earth Fanny was the first ever all-female rock band to sign a record deal for a full-length album and would pave the way for women bands like The
2: Runaways, The Bangles, and The Go-Go's. Right now, you're continuing to hear our chat with June Millington. So now, Fanny Walk the Earth, the album, is such a powerful celebration of music, women in music, and your journey. And as a female band ourselves, we feel the kinship you offer in this album. So what do you hope people take away from listening to the
4: album? You know what? I stopped giving up hoping a long time ago. Okay. I just trust the right thing is going to happen because, you know, this business is so full of mirages. Yes. And uh, it's a hall full of mirrors. I mean, recording is the same way. Well, You've got to know what you want, and then you can get it. Otherwise, you're just lost in the image over and over again. That yes, is so true. Yeah, and actually, that's one thing I talk about with the girls at our camps. You know, it's like, uh-huh. just know that. First of all, it's a popularity contest, really, if you're going to get into music as a business. And number two, it's all a hologram. So don't believe every person's hologram that they shine back at you because that's going to get you in trouble. Uh I think that's one of the things that actually say, because I'm so shy and we suffered so much from racism in the beginning because, like, again, Philippine Americans. Sexism, I'm sure, too. Well, sexism, I didn't even really notice for a minute, you know, because Uh racism was so deep. Uh-huh. And sexism, I just f***ing ignored, okay. honestly. Uh-huh. You know, I just wanted to do it. So am I actually going to believe your sneers over there? I don't think so. That's how we got through. Uh-huh. We just did it. We had a goal. We had a vision. We knew how to work hard. We didn't let anybody's sneers. Stop so did you <laughs> say that
2: the racism you experienced, did that spur you on or did you find it discouraging?
4: You know, it was just something that you had to work through. I mean, that's one of the reasons I'm strong. Uh I listen to my inner voice. So I get back now to this thing of trust when I say to you that hope was a difficult commodity for me to even understand. Uh Now, working hard and listening to the inner voices... That's a whole other cup of tea. Okay. That's where I was. And to tell you the truth, it's kind of good that I didn't trust and hope because had I, I would have been just way too discouraged because there are so many roadblocks, yeah. starting with just society not believing. That even in the image, forget about before we played, the image of girls uh-huh. holding guitars and playing drums, you didn't have to play a note already. It was a no. I mean, you knew that. Yeah. Energetically, it was all no. Yeah. So let's get beyond hope and let's get to the hard work and trust i'm really surprised that what's happened with that as the basis <laughs> you know yeah. abandon all hope all ye who enter here yet look at this i'm turning 70 in april and i'm slamming i have this degree of wisdom and confidence and i'm sitting here in an 1816 house that i may own with a barn on the other side of the property that's got two recording studios and all this gear, and, and we're doing this incredible work. Our motto is changing the world one girl at a time, and yeah. it's really working. That's amazing. And so you know, inspiring. you can't say that you want to change the music business. You have to do it from the inside. That's what we're doing. We're like a really cool virus, you know? Yes, I
2: love that. <laughs> and it's so inspiring for women. at yeah. all ages yeah.
4: to hear the story. Yeah. That's right.
2: So so now the inner voice you talk about, you know, a lot of times it's so easy to ignore that inner voice because Mm -hmm. the outer voices are so much louder or you think the outer voices know more than you.
4: I didn't have outer voices because they didn't talk to me. I didn't have friends. You know what I'm saying? Plus, I'm deaf in my left ear and I don't have equilibrium on my left side and I didn't know that. So I kind of grew up in my own world and figured it out for myself. I mean, when I say I listen to the inner voices, It is really true, and I know I'm guided by my ancestors and angels and guides and whatever. And I feel so good about that. I mean, I feel like I was put into this world with a certain set of conditions.
1: So now when you guys were the first girl group to get a full album record deal. Yes. And the label people you worked with, the producers and everything... Did you still have that strong voice that told you how the music should sound? Was it hard for you to not listen to the record label?
4: Well, I think the strong voice has always been there. I mean, for example, uh-huh. as I learned how to shape my sounds by being in L.A. and jamming, and I met Lil George and Skunk Baxter great guitarist who was at the time my guitar repairman while he was recording with this unknown group called Sealy Dan, which I just figured was a cowboy band, so I never went to go see them, but uh-huh. so we did open for them, and then he joined the Doobie Brothers, I said anyway, so with these guys, and there were no women, I'm just going to say guys, because that was it, yeah. I learned how to shape sound okay. you know, these guys and me included, we were creating the sound that's now known as classic rock.
0: Uh-huh.
4: You know, so you can't really separate it from the times. You know, there were no mirrors <laughs> mirroring us back. Right. We were our own radar because you couldn't find anything out there that was you. Yeah. Yeah. And You made it up as you went along. Yes, we did. Uh, what I say is that we created our own frame and we stepped into it. Oh, yeah, that's like it. so cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah, Felicia Collins, the guitar player. Yes. Yeah, I met her once about 15 to 20 years ago. And she said, you know, I was about five years old. You know, in New York uh, with my family And I passed by the TV And I saw you on the TV And I pointed at you and said That's what I want to do So now that's a very powerful mirroring for me And you did not have that You had
2: to create that
4: Nothing, nothing, yeah
1: Well right now we're in the middle of a chat With June Millington of the group Fanny Walk the Earth Originally called Fanny Now their success in the 60s and
2: 70s Paved the way for women in rock How come you guys aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
4: Well, I think it's probably because we never had a number one hit in the '30s and the '40s, but not number one. Uh-huh. Well, you should be. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know that one. Uh, you know, abandon all hope, Oh ye you enter here. I don't even care anymore. Right. You know, because I'm having a blast, and yeah. I know that I'm fulfilling my destiny. I know I'm changing the shape of the world with our rock and roll girls' camp. We're changing the business from the inside out. Yeah. It's revolutionary That's the way Come to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now uh, the
2: song when we need her. On the mm-hmm. album, has some backing vocals by some pretty amazing women in rock. It's almost a full circle. So, talk about the recording of that song.
4: Well, I mean, we recorded the basic here. I loved the tune the second I heard the demo. But I was not at that session. It was uh, Brie and Patty Quattro actually who pretty much got a hold of everyone and, and got them into the studio. Okay. I was teaching camp, that's why I couldn't go. So we did a Skype session so they could see those women. So, who do I remember? Kathy Valentine, Cherie Curie, who I finally met a couple of weeks ago. Uh Alice Bagg, who actually I brought her into the circle. She's early punk. Okay. East L.A., 1977, early punk. She's hot, man. Okay. Okay, Yeah, the Bengals. I I get confused as to who was actually there, and some of them just did their parts and sent them in, and they were, you know, flown in. Okay. Walk the Earth
2: and Girls on the Road. Those are awesome girl rock band songs.
4: Yeah. uh, Girls on the Road is totally a diary of who we were, what we were doing. And then there's a line in
2: there, young or old, you've got to follow your star.
4: Well, that's the feminism. That's what I learned later. Uh But it's still the diary, you know? The fact that I can say that, I'm so glad that you you caught on to that because that verse is really important to me. It kind of ties it together. And that's what Fanny Walk the Earth is. That's why the band is called Fanny Walk the Earth and not Fanny because for years I've been saying I can't be in a band called Fanny because that's done that's done Uh you know i'm not going to compete with that young hot woman who at 22 played that solo on hey bulldog no it's not going to happen again right so um we were talking in our first meeting with the record company owner kirk paisage and you know i was talking about how important the smelts were to fanny and how ima informs like it's a full circle, you know? yes. and I said, "It and it's so important that Fanny walked the earth. I really meant that, uh-huh. and Bree, her head snapped around towards me. She said, what did you just say? I said, Fanny walked the earth, and she said, I like that. That's it. And I said, well, let's just call the band that because it has it all. It has
2: everything. It does, and it has the full circle component yeah. to it and yeah. the experience and everything. Yeah, it has the future because of IMA. It has okay. the future. Uh Well, June, we want to thank you for joining the show. And we're so grateful that you continue to follow your star and you inspire
4: Uh us all to do the same oh thank you let's talk again sometime you know as this all unfolds and please come down and visit IMA you really must
2: okay. that sounds it's great fabulous we're going to look
4: okay. it up and check it all out yeah we're we're 20 minutes outside of Northampton I mean think Smith College but in the country and you've got this whole you know what I call the mothership oh, <laughs> <I love laughs> happening the magical queendom is happening right here yes. you know nurturing
2: the next generation of musicians and singers and women rockers we love it yeah Totally. Take care, June, and we'll catch okay. up on the road. Okay, thanks Thank for having care. me. June Millington of Fanny Walk the Earth, previously known as Fanny, and guys, check out their self-titled album, Fanny Walk the Earth, Trailblazers for Women in Music, Then and Now. We're
4: all in this together Calling the
1: want to thank june millington for joining us today june thanks for the honest conversation for being an inspiration to women in music and for all artists Check out Fanny Walk the
2: Earth on iTunes or Amazon. Rachel, who else do we need to thank today? A big radio high five to Rachel Reinhart, formerly of Gloriana, now starting a solo journey. Stay tuned for new music from Rachel. And Rachel, thanks for joining the show today. And cheers to new beginnings this time of the year. Yep, and we were really happy here at the Mulberry Lane Show
1: to be your first official interview as a solo artist. Yes, love it. Okay, well, guys, same time, same place next weekend. We want to wish you a happy Easter weekend. It's never too late for a new beginning, a new season, a new chapter, or some new music. We're rooting for you. (laughs) And be sure to visit us, Mulberry Lane, on Facebook. You'll hear an Easter song we wrote called From Eden to Easter. We hope it inspires you with the thought that love can change any situation, all because of Him. Bo, stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. Every time you love just a little, take one step closer.